Hey, Will, like I normally do, I just want to take a moment to tell our listeners to make sure they hit us up on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you might see us. Make sure you're sending us something. Also, you can email us directly at AppalachiaMeetsWorld at gmail.com. If you get a moment, shoot us a line, give us some feedback. Yeah, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Appalachia Meets World. It just helps our podcast, but it also helps you know when we're releasing a new episode. That's what NFTs are trying to do is through blockchain technology, be able to bring back ownership of um, a digital asset, a piece, a photo, a video, um, a voice recording. Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. And don't forget, Will, tonight's episode is powered by SOAR. Shaping our Appalachian region. If you're an entrepreneur out there, especially in eastern Kentucky, check them out. Appalachia Meets World. We are back. It's Will. And Neil. What's happening? Oh, man, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just busy times, as usual. Daily grind, and you're alive, I see, from uh, from your week of bliss. Is that what you guys call it? I call it's it something else. Magical bliss. It's like a fantasy world as soon as you enter the gate. It's not real so, life. There's no reality. I got to ask, did you get our interview set up? Working on it, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That was your only job. <laughs> We're working on it, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, survived, man. It was it was a good trip, all in all. No no sprite in the face. Hey, well, you know, then it wasn't complete. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. They changed a lot in Disney. The first day we're, that that we were there, masks were required, and then like that night, they posted something on their website that said masks are no longer required. So the first day we were there, we had to wear a mask, and then from then on, no masks. Well, that's something you'll always remember. You're at Disney when the mask mandate was lifted, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess mean, so. Yeah. But it's weird. <laughs> Nothing changed between that day and the next. Yeah, <laughs> you know, everybody in the park was wearing masks, and then no one in the park was wearing masks. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask if you had an app biz for me this week. I do, since it's the last week of Black History Month. Yeah, I just wanted to point out a couple of organizations. They're not really businesses. They're nonprofits, but one of them is local to us, but it's the Laurel County African-American Heritage Center. It's a really Mm -hmm. cool organization in Laurel County, Kentucky, started by Wayne Riley and I think a couple other guys several years ago. It's been around for a while. A lot of things from the past, obviously, just highlighting black history within that neck of the woods or that that region and he i know he also does a lot for the community especially trying to feed those that are in need not only african-americans but everyone in the community i know that's a point of the heritage center so i I wanted to point that that organization out as well as the Appalachian African American Cultural Center in Pennington Gap, Virginia. Ron Carson and his wife, Jill Carson, 
started that and run it there in Pennington Gap. It's a really great organization highlighting the diversity of Appalachia, as well as the African-American roots, the Black history of Appalachia, not only to that region, but all of Central Appalachia. So those are two really great organizations, really community-driven organizations, the individuals that run them. Wayne Riley, uh, Ron Carson, and Jill Carson. I just wanted to highlight those individuals and talk about all the great work that they've are doing, have been doing for a long time now. Awesome. Obviously, those two places are near and dear to our heart. Uh, Laurel County, of course, being where I currently reside and have for nearly all my life. You know, Pennington Gap over in uh, Virginia is close to where our grandparents were born and bred. So that's right. Uh, uh, always good to mention places that we're familiar with. Thanks for that. Appreciate you sharing. I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. Before we get into that, can I add one thing? (laughs) Absolutely, please. I just wanted to talk about this past week was National Entrepreneurship Week. And I just wanted to fit this in before the deadline comes. The Appalachian Regional Commission, I won't use the acronym since you don't like acronyms. Thank you. The the ARC is... um, so (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they have the STEM Academy, as well as the Entrepreneurship Academy for high school students, as well as the STEM Academy is also for teachers. So STEM Academy is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. The um, Entrepreneurship Academy is in Boone, North Carolina at Appalachian State. And they are both for two weeks in July. Separate applications, obviously one's for STEM focused, the others entrepreneurship focused, especially in the entrepreneurship academy. They teach the students in regards to entrepreneurship, but also in design thinking, which which I think is a really important aspect of the academy itself. And I just wanted to point those out because the deadline to apply is March the 4th. Uh, You know, we talk about entrepreneurship and diversifying the economy on here all the time in Appalachia. And if you know of a high school student or a teacher that teaches STEM within a high school in Appalachia, just uh, let them know about those. We'll have them in our show notes. But March 4th is the deadline to apply. What's the age for those students, Will? Is it just high school students or is it reach down to middle school as well? So Entrepreneurship Academy is just high school, but STEM is 7th through 9th as well as 10th through 12th. So it does go into middle school for STEM. And then STEM is also they accept a few teachers from around Appalachia to work on STEM curriculum while they're there. Glad you mentioned that. Fully paid. You don't have to pay anything. Yeah, I wish that was uh, something that I would have looked into as a young high schooler since I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and would have been great for me then. Heck, probably be great for me now. Can I go? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, right? They need them. Can they have an adult program that like, <laughs> gives you gives you a week away from your children? Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. You were talking about it tonight's episode. I already know the answer to this, but did you collect baseball cards? Well, of course. And uh, what else? What other kind of cards did you collect? Garbage Pail Kids? Football. I did have some of those. Not Garbage Pail? Yeah, I didn't... Uh, I didn't really. I wasn't really into those. Had some mate, some some basketball cards. I was, I was a big basketball guy as a kid, as you know. But you know that that was kind of my 
major interest. Um, baseball was your thing from a card standpoint. I had all the cool basketball cards. And your boys, do they collect like Pokemon and all that? Yeah, crazy? So they do have a bunch of Pokemon cards, which I don't even understand. And then they also have football cards. They're, they like football cards. They, they have some basketball, not as much baseball, but football is kind of their thing on a card collection. And I've always thought, yeah, I have a, sadly to say, I have a whole closet full of cards um, yeah. just stored away. Valuable yeah. ones too. Yeah, yeah, some of yeah. them are. Yeah, which that's that's Where's my that point. At? Is that closet? It is it is that closet still close to me? Like I, <laughs> no, I, I no. go to mom and dad's and get <laughs> no, that closet. It's secure. Did it's you, secure. You already robbed the closet. No, no going through. No going through the old cards. <laughs> I guess my point is, how do you put a value on? I, I know it's uniqueness, but it's you, you know however many they made. But it seemed like the market was saturated even when we were younger. How, and some of these cards go for tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars. How, how do you put value on physical baseball, football, physical cards? It's crazy to me. And it is. It's just it's 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 the market. You know, the market determines the the price of the house. Right. So how valuable is your house? It's as valuable as somebody's willing to pay for it. Exactly. So that is a great segue into our upcoming interview here in a few minutes, all about the craze of NFTs. NFTs! And let me just go ahead and say, I, I say it often on here, but lots of times I'm just, just taking it all in on episodes. I'm probably going to be taking it all in on this episode. <laughs> because no doubt. I mean, I know some, I, I understand the basics, but I think I do. But do I really? That's why we're having this episode. Exactly. Exactly. Non-fungible tokens. What in the Appalachian heck is an <laughs> NFT? I, I don't know, but I know somebody that knows. Yep. And we're going to have her on here. They have started their own podcast. It's called NFT for Newbies. And we wanted to have on on here just to educate us a little bit, educate our listeners, and to allow us to steer our listeners towards their podcast, which will help anyone learn a little bit or a lot about NFTs. Love the name of their podcast, Will, because you know when those books came out, Internet for Dummies. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I was immediately thinking NFT for Dummies would be great, but. They're so politically correct in naming <laughs> naming their podcast. Instead of calling us dummies, they just referred to us as newbies. That's a really good so, point. NFTs for newbies. Check it out. Yeah. But definitely. in the meantime, let's get uh, let's get on our guest tonight, and uh, she can educate us all about some NFTs. That's a very good idea. All right, let's do it. <laughs> On the episode today, we have a special guest, Heather Parody. She is, has become the ambassador of the NFT community. And I'll let her explain that. We wanted to have her on the show to just let her dive into NFTs and what NFTs are. But just a little bit of background, Heather and Rich Cardona, they have their own podcast. It's called NFT for Newbies. 
And I'll let her talk about that a little bit. But Heather, thanks for being on the episode. Thank you so much for having me. I told you before, I love the Southerness that's already <laughs> in this episode. It makes me feel right at home. Well, it's going to get thicker. Trust Good, me. let's go. Let's go. We're going to get even more Southern with this first question. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, so the first question, like most Appalachians are big on tradition. Neil and I are big on tradition as well. And one of the tradition our family has we have appetizers at the holidays, huge spread, usually more appetizers than the actual meal. So we wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite appetizer or holiday dish? It's funny when you said that, um, I didn't have a lot of traditions growing up. My family was kind of splitting all over. Uh, but I remember one thing was that we always had blueberry muffins on Thanksgiving morning. And that was the first thing that popped in my head when you said that. So now no one in my family likes it. My little girls don't like them or anything. But <laughs> I make a freaking batch of uh, blueberry muffins every Thanksgiving and I eat them by myself. Are you talking from scratch or you buy the mix or? It depends on the year, my friend. <laughs> depends on the year. Yep. Good answer. Good answer. We just wanted to dive right in. We definitely wanted to have you on the show and we'll talk about your podcast, but we wanted to dive right in and we may be late to the game at this point and we'll let you describe it. We'll, we'll let you explain that, but we just wanted to ask what in the heck is an NFT? I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, you're, you're not late. This is so early. It's incredibly early. I mean, most people have no idea what an NFT is. And the people who are in the quote game are lying if they say they have it figured out. This is just like the Wild West. So if it feels like you're crossing your eyes, even thinking about it, don't feel bad because NFTs are kind of like this, 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 this idea, this, this weird thing of like a digital asset, digital ownership. How can you really ever own anything that's digital? right? Because you can screenshot something. I can sit here and screen record your faces and your voices and, you know, make a YouTube video later. Like how could I ever fully own what's happening right here? But that's what NFTs are trying to do is through blockchain technology, be able to bring back ownership of um, a digital asset, a piece, a photo, a video, um, a voice recording, it's trying to use tech to look at the history of that object and see who actually created it and who owned it, which will create digital scarcity. Why would you want that, right? Why would I want to own a JPEG? Why would I want to own a screenshot of an email? Why would I want to do that? We're moving into a, a space and a time, and rightfully, it's a little bit scary to think about where reality, the world is going to be kind of brought into even more so than it already is a digital landscape. And so not to get too heavy with that first question, sorry, but we're entering into a really interesting time where, you know, I don't know, you said you had two small kids. I don't know how old they are. My oldest is nine years old and she's always asking me for money to buy clothes for her video games. And I'm like, what? Like we bought you a video game. Isn't that enough? What are you talking about? You don't need a little hat for your character. What are you talking about? V-Bucks. Some V-Bucks. Dude, that, that thing is evil. Like, who thought yeah. of that game? I hate that game. I do too. But it, now adults are, are kind of entering into that, where it's not just kids wanting to buy some stuff for the digital landscape. Uh, adults are. Yeah. Did I answer your question? I don't think it, I did. I it remember did, what it was. but just for uh, so the listener. Yeah, that, that was a, a great explanation. But just for the listeners, even the acronym NFT. So it, it stands for non-fungible token, right? Yeah, which means something that can't be duplicated. 
So I, I did a, a silly skit the other day where I had like a, a big old box uh, or a container of uh, Cheez-Its. And you know what I mean? Like one che- you, you have like a hundred Cheez-Its and they all are the same size and shape and taste where they should be or whatever. That would be something that's fungible, something that can be replaced. The non-fungible part is like a trading card, like a Jerry Ross rookie card from San Francisco 49ers that was signed by him. You know what I mean? There might be like two or three of those in the world more than that but um, you got three (laughs) i love the 49ers you're playing with me okay i was no no i swear i I was the niners fan growing up you're a niners fan growing up i like the niners will like the broncos he's lying to you but it's a physical card that i can hold in my hand you know what i mean yeah like it's hard for me to wrap my mind around nfts how Um, did y'all get introduced into them when when did you first hear about them yesterday no (laughs) I'm kidding. You know, I, I was first introduced with hot shots. Like I didn't understand mm-hmm. why anybody would pay for a, a clip of a basketball player's dunking. I, yeah. I just, it just blows my mind. So that's when I kind of first was introduced. Yeah. So I, I live in Kentucky and, you know, Kentucky basketball is king where we live. So all the, the craze with Kentucky basketball right now is their players creating NFTs to mm-hmm. people to purchase or whatever. But I've been telling my nephew who does Snapchat all the time for like five years that every time he takes a picture of me, it's $5. Is that Smart. sort of like... He's been creating NFTs of me for years? No, 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 no. Because this is what you have to do. So in order for something to actually become an NFT, it has to be what they say minted on the blockchain, which means verified on the blockchain. And listen, six months ago, I would have had no idea what I'm talking about right now. I I don't do cryptocurrency. I didn't know what a blockchain was. I'm the most untechie human you've ever met. I used to be a therapist, like homegirl, don't do this stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this has been just a slap in the face of like, what the hell does all this mean? Blockchain is, well, there are several blockchains, but the idea of it is that it's like a ledger. It's something that keeps track of what happened in the digital space. And so in order for something to be an NFT, it has to be brought onto the blockchain, which means verified, stamped in, encrypted in. I'm using all the wrong language right here, but you can see what I'm saying. So your nephew would need to pay a fee to put that image onto the blockchain, which shows that he was the original creator of that. And that can never be taken away ever, ever, ever. It can never be a race. So Bob, your nephew or whatever, he would have ownership of that. Now he could sell it, right? But for the rest of our lives until kingdom come, we could look on the blockchain and see that Bob minted that sucker, even if it was your face. I'm not diving in too deep right here, but when you talked about fees, those are referred to as gas fees, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And, And I just wanted to point that out because we're going to talk about this later, but if people, if our listeners want to dive a little bit deeper, then they can go to your podcast, NFT for Newbies, where you guys kind of took the journey as well, learning about NFTs as you were doing the podcast, which is a really cool concept. And they're very yeah. short, 10 to 15 minutes. I think even in the first couple episodes, you couldn't even pronounce Ethereum. I have right? gotten hell for that. <laughs> like if I could go back and like erase that out of the world, I would. Um, it's funny. It's, it's been one of two things. It's 
our ignorance with it has been either a connector for people because they're like, okay, Heather and Rich don't know what the hell we're talking about. They can't even pronounce things. Um, and it's, it's helped people or it's completely repulsed people where they're like, these people are complete idiots, which is fine. We're here for the people who, who are like us, who can't pronounce it right, who struggle with the terminology, who will never be techie. I think, I think I it helps. Plus, it, plus y'all yeah. have guests too, which yeah. also come on your episodes. And yeah. they're so those shows short and and you describe up front that it's elementary knowledge, but it helps people to better understand NFTs. Hope so. Go ahead. Where do I go if I just want to get online and search for NFTs and buy the latest, greatest NFT? I would say don't. I would say do not get online and buy the latest, greatest NFT. This is what's happening. I was doing some research last night. I am what you you described earlier as an ambassador. Reluctantly, I didn't know it was going to be, but here I am. I see a huge crash coming with the whole market. I can see it because there's so many projects being made and a lot of people entering into this space and seeing this as like a quick flip, quick buck to make and not really understanding what they're investing money into. And I want to encourage anyone listening to look at every project, every NFT as essentially a business, because that's what it is. You have to look at the creators, the founders, and what's their track record with business, with delivering things, with leadership. Now, some people buy NFTs because they genuinely like them. Like, this is a really cool piece of art that I'm going to spend money on and I want to buy cool. That's awesome. But I would say 90% of people are entering into this space thinking, oh, this is an investment opportunity without really understanding the landscape. And so that has led to a lot, a lot of money being invested. Um, and now we're going to see a lot of people losing money because they- Trillions of dollars here, right? Yeah. Crazy. And, yeah. and like I said before, you know, I have three Jerry Rice rookies, but those- You really? Because I pulled that out of my butt a minute ago. You really do? <laughs> I do. I do. But those are, and I'll sell you one later if you want to. NFT only. Yeah. So, so those, everyone collected baseball cards. And when I first had the Jerry Ross rookies, they were worth a lot, but they fluctuate too. It's whatever someone will pay for it. But with NFTs, there's a little more to it than actually, you know, purchasing an NFT. There's also this idea around community, right? Mm. So supposed supposed to be build a community or mm-hmm. some of them can right or you can get certain things yeah so with with nfts right now you know you have what they call like nft projects and then you can have like one-off nfts so right now i could take a screenshot of this right here and i could put it on open seat and have it up to be sold in like five minutes which i might i might be making some money off y'all i'm just joking <laughs> no chance. Um, that, that's like a one-off, you know, minting an NFT. And that's what a lot of like artists uh, are doing because they're like, Hey, I've had this art for a long time. Let me see if I can sell it. Just like these one pieces where a lot of the business opportunities coming in for creators is they create these uh, generative art, which I'm not going to go into all that, but tens, tens of thousands of pieces, not tens of thousands, but a lot where that requires a community because obviously they're not selling one at a time. You're selling thousands at a time. And so it's really a branding move where like, okay, I'm going to have a hippo and I want to create a whole bunch of people who are passionate about hippos for some reason. That's where the community aspect comes in because essentially you're building a brand around that, hoping that you'll sell thousands and thousands of these hippos as opposed to like one-off. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I guess in your words, what are some cool communities or NFTs? I know there's this ape or something like that 
what's it called? <laughs> yeah, that Sh they were early, Shack, right? They, they were early in the game, and you know, like most things that really take off, it's a timing thing. Honestly, like our podcast, you know, Rich and I, we've have about a thousand interviews in between us. I had a show for four years, and I hosted another one. He's hosted a couple, and they've done well, but nothing has taken off the way that this show has, and. Part of it has to do with, I think we work well together, but another thing is timing. And the same thing with like the board apes and um, crypto punks and some of these early people, there were smart people and they, they did obviously all the right things. And I don't want to degrade that at all, but also too, they were very early in the game. And so, you know, if we came together, the three of us and said, Oh, you know, we're going to create something. It's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle because there's so much more saturation in the market, not impossible, but it takes a lot more business chops. And I think people people realize. That makes sense. I also wanted to mention in your all's episodes, you all go through things like we talk about gassing up Appalachia on here all the time, <laughs> which means totally gassing in your episodes means a totally different thing than what we talk about. Gassing up is like promoting Appalachia, but gas and gas fees are totally different on your episodes. Yeah. So you guys dive into gas fees, you dive into recovery rephrase, cryptocurrency, Ethereum, like we mentioned before, the crypto wallet, Bitcoin, just everything that's with NFTs. And where can people go to find NFT for newbies if they want to dive in a little bit further? Any, anywhere you listen to podcasts. When we first started Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, he was a huge inspiration for us. And one of the things that he preaches, and I want to encourage anybody is to, you know, put in I think he said like 50 hours of studying before you even make one move. And I think that's really, really smart. And so whether it's us or Googling it or watching YouTube or whatever, there's a lot of panic in this space right now. And we're really working hard to kind of help people think a little bit more reasonably about this, and not freak out and spend time. I get DM'd constantly. Am I late? Am I late? Am I late? Am I late? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> go to Walmart and walk around. Nobody in there knows what an NFT is. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all so early even having this conversation. <laughs> I mentioned recovery rephrasing. I know you guys have a episode on that. I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. There's no Come way. On. I, there's Come no way on. I can remember a rephrase. I guess you get sent a couple of words and you have to know those in order to more than a couple. It's like, it's like 12 to 20. Yeah. I, I cannot remember that. Yeah, it was, it's so funny to me because, you know, with all this tech and like blockchain, Web3, metaverse, blah, blah, blah. And we're still at the end of the day over here writing 12 words in our freaking book and going and taping it in our <laughs> cellar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's funny to me. Yeah, it, it all, all of our wealth still comes down to these 12 words that we have to have written somewhere. Most important thing for somebody to know that wants to create an NFT. To create an NFT, learn business. I like you, you mentioned a few seconds ago about studying for 50 hours before you do anything. And, and I did, I, I kind of thought you might answer that question that way, but just learn more about NFTs in general, I guess. Listen to their podcast. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Learn about NFTs in general. But I mean, if you're really wanting to, you know, generate an income with NFTs, it's a business. It is a business. Um, I will say that I think people are thinking way too narrow about the potential with NFTs. So like right now we're thinking like, okay, I'm going to hire Will to draw some stick figures and then I'm going to get Neil to help me mint them. And then we're just going to sell them to the general public and create a brand and community and blah, blah, blah. Cool. You can do that. 
But also, you know, I was talking to some dude last night and they're, they're using NFTs in their restaurant. So instead of, you know, having like this exclusive membership that going and actually like physically writing somebody's name down and then being able to get discounts or whatever, which people can do with business. I don't know how they do that with restaurants. I never had an exclusive membership to a restaurant, but so kind of what I'm picturing them doing. Uh, now they're selling NFTs. So we might have, you know, a, a photograph of the restaurant and there's 50 of them and it lasts for a year. And that NFT gives you X, Y, Z. There's so many different ways you can bring it into your business. And utilize this tech. And I think people are looking at it very narrowly only as like an art thing. And I think even beyond that, yes, NFTs are new, new, it's art, it's cool, but it's changing the way people are thinking. I mean, it's changing the landscape altogether. It's taking out the middleman, the blockchain does that, but also it's just changing the way we think Mm -hmm. about everything. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's nuts. Everything, web three metaverse, all that stuff. There's so much, I don't know how it is with your community, but um, when I go back to mine, like there's just a lot of fear around it because we don't like change. But what's interesting is you said it earlier, Will, you said, you know, isn't community a part of it? And I think it's funny how, again, with all the tech that's coming in, we're still going back to like people and community and relationships and trust. You know, I have to trust you, Neil, that you're going to deliver on a roadmap that you say with your NFT. You know, you can sit here and spitball all day long about what you're going to do with your project. But if you don't have the character and the leadership to back all that up and your track record, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your NFT is not going to be worth nothing. So it, it's interesting to me that it's a lot of change, but also too, I think it's still, um, it's never going to change who we are as people. We're always going to go back to the same things. Yeah. I mean, it's like any art, it's subjective. It's whatever someone will totally for your NFT. Like I saw the first tweet went for $2.9 million. Yeah. 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 And so it doesn't have to be art. It can be a video. It can be a photograph. We had a, a, a personal trainer message us the other day and they're like, where do I find an artist? I'm like, why do you need an artist? Why? You're, you're a personal trainer. Why don't you take a video of you doing correct form push-ups or take, you know, a, a screenshot of like a, a, a plan or something like, why does it have to be art? It can be anything. Be you. You know what I mean? I, I saw Sorry, I get very passionate about this. I feel like I'm yelling at y'all. Like, <laughs> NFGs. Sorry. Teaching. You're teaching us. It's it's so interesting to me. I, I just wanted to mention I, I saw someone the other day, so non-fungible token, they took out the fungible and just replaced that word with replaceable. And it makes a lot oh. more sense if you say non-replaceable token, because that's essentially what it is. It can't I like be that. You know what I mean? I like that. I'm gonna steal that. Plus fungible is a really hard word to say. Well, a lot of this lingo, I mean, unless you, and I don't know either one of your backgrounds, I personally was not trained in anything with like finance or my financial literacy is just so embarrassingly low. I was never, ever taught anything. And so even like just super common phrases like bearish and bullish and fiat and even small things like that, like this has been a crash course on just finances in general. Can you, uh, in a couple, I don't know, sentences, just tell the listeners, I, I know there's listeners sitting right now saying, what is a blockchain? And mm-hmm. blockchain has been around longer than long NFTs. You know, do you have a couple sentences on what a blockchain is for our listeners? Making me sweat. From what I understand, it's a way to validate and keep record of actions. 
I, I can't say online because it's not, it's not the internet, but it's a way to digitally validate actions and transactions. It's, it's like the old lady at the bank, keeping a ledger of everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But instead of it being like one person, and that's where this whole idea of decentralization comes in, where it's not uncle Paul, who's been doing it for 50 years and everybody in town trusts him. It's hundreds and thousands of people who are brilliant and they're what they call miners and they actually um, validate each other's work and there's like a built-in accountability system there so instead of it being on one corporation or one person it's we the people everybody has access to it there's nothing behind a curtain and that's the appeal of blockchain is this idea of decentralization which is a whole other conversation and mind blowing if you think about it. Yeah, it's, it's and kind of scary too uh, to decentralize the actual funding. System. Well, and the question is, is will it ever be? You right. know what I mean? Like Jack from Twitter, um, the guy who co-founded Twitter, he you know was recently made news from tweeting out, "Don't be fooled with this whole decentralization thing. It's never going to happen. It's a nice idea, but it's always going to be a corporation behind it." Yeah, maybe he's right. I don't know, but it's yeah. the idea of it. We do have. Another question that we ask everyone, I'll let, I'll let Neil ask it real quick. Just First of all, where are you from, Heather? And where, where do you call home? Arkansas, um, born and raised there. I spent a few years in Missouri and then I'm in Georgia now. Okay. So as you may or may not know, well, we've mentioned our, our podcast is all about Appalachia. And one thing we always ask all of our guests on our shows at the end, usually, I just want to hear the first thing that comes to your mind. It rolls off your tongue when I say that word to you, Appalachia. I think Appalachian Trails. My father-in-law, he was like in his mid-70s and like attempted it last year. I was pretty proud of him. He made it like 500 something miles. Through hike? He was going to do the entire through hike? Yeah, he, he was out there for a few months. He did a lot. I was really proud of him, but he lost a lot of weight. And I just had this picture in my head when you say that of him on there with his bandana and his stick and sending us YouTube videos. So, so we just interviewed Nimble Will, the, I guess the oldest person to complete the Appalachian Trail. He's done it several times, but we He's just 80, had 83 years old. So badass. Yeah. I, I guess I'm getting older. Like I'm, there's like this death fear for me of getting old. I don't know if y'all have that. I'm like, I want to be young forever. And I, I, I think it's so cool. Cause like what I, the more older people I talk to, I'm like, that's, they're living life. Like we always like, think youth is where it's at. I don't think that's true. I think old people, older people, like that's cool. Like they're secure in their skin. They're, they don't care what people think they go do crap like that. I mean, yeah. God, I can't wait till we're 80. It's going to be yeah. cool. <laughs> you, you know, that, that was the whole idea to have you on here. Ledgers, NFTs, blockchains, cryptocurrency, crypto wallet, Ethereum, Bitcoin, rephase, recovery. If you want to dive into all these phrases, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, check out NFT for newbies with Heather and Rich. I mean, it's a perfect entry into the NFT space. Thank you so much. I can't, even you saying that out loud, I'm like, I cannot believe I have a podcast about this because it's so <laughs> not who I am. It's the craziest thing. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about the show or any of your other shows? Not about, not about ours, but I'm thinking if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't left these two guys a, a review and a rating, like, please do that. Like, 
putting out content is so much more work than people realize. And so small things like, you know, leaving these two, uh, a, a review and a five-star rating goes a long, long way. And it's super encouraging for a creator. So that's, that's what I want to leave with. Thanks for that, Heather. We're terrible at promoting ourselves. So we I'll promote you all day long. I don't mind. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Will, I know I'm a sponge, but I don't even think I could sponge up all that knowledge that, that they just threw at me about NFTs. But I know, Heather, even though they said they started started the po- podcast not knowing anything. I don't believe her. She, I don't believe her either. <laughs> not for a second. If, if, if that's the case, they have learned a lot along the way. Yeah. And that's a perfect opportunity for our listeners to... Tune into their podcast if you want to find out more about NFTs. It's a great yeah. way to do it. I'm pretty certain after this after this podcast, our mother will be on NFTs and we'll be trading them in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> watch out. Watch out because I know mom's about to buy some NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad Heather pointed out that the market for NFTs was booming, really booming for a while. It's not as booming as it was it's still pretty big obviously but i'm glad she pointed out the education aspect and educate yourself before you get into it to know you know know what you're getting into know what you're doing do your due diligence before you really dive into nfts is always a, a smart thing to do obviously just like anything out there the the new rage of cryptocurrency and there can be a lot of uh upside but there can be a lot of downside too. So I think this is a great first episode for people to listen to about NFTs and then they can just expand their knowledge by tuning in to Heather and Rich's episodes of NFT for newbies uh, whenever you have time. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to have her on here. You know, I, I think we wanted to have her on here because there's a craze for NFTs. It's important in Appalachia. It's important in everywhere. But I think the important part is, is where it's going to take us in the future. It's not just about NFTs, but it is about this dynamic of trading currencies. And I think there's a, obviously there's a place for it, but they're in the future. You know, it's going to take us somewhere and we need to keep an open mind and find out more about NFTs and the things behind it. Things are changing, man. I've thought for years now that, you know, we, you think about, people that are day traders or people that trade on the stock market you know they at some point in our lifetime they'll be trading cryptos on the daily oh yeah for sure a lot of people are getting paid in bitcoin for their salary so yeah i mean it's here it's it's staying there's no doubt it it fluctuates so much it's risky to get into but it's here i mean might as well learn about it while 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 we can you know, when she was talking about like the Ethereum and the wallet, the whole idea behind the wallet of having to know or memorize well, <laughs> certain yeah. words. Yeah. Like, like I said, I can't remember what I had lunch yesterday. Yeah. Better have a big notebook. <laughs> but <laughs> somebody steals that notebook, then you're screwed. Yeah. So that's a good question. Should have asked it. Can you put your notebook, can you digitize your notebook and put it somewhere? But, or you'd run the risk of someone seeing your notes section in your phone. (laughs) I think that would be too easy to have. I I think you got to have a big brain to just keep (laughs) up with that. Yeah. There's so so much behind it, but you know, we learned a lot just from that short little 
interview with Heather and I've, you know, I've listened to several of their episodes. I've learned quite a bit just, just from doing that. They got a good way of getting the information out there. It's not overly in depth and doesn't go over your head and it helps you learn along the way. But there's a lot you need to know before you get into it. And uh, just one more thing that we need to pay attention to. Absolutely. I couldn't be more intrigued, though. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning learning more myself, maybe getting into the space. Even. Maybe I can get rid of all the baseball and football cards and, and put it towards uh, yeah, she, the she thought you were She thought you were joking about those Jerry Ross rookies, didn't she? Hey, yeah. No. Ain't no jokes from Appalachia Boys. <laughs> no, no jokes here. <laughs> we don't joke got about Jerry Rice. I can attest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking about of place tonight, Will, and in, in relation to, to this episode and kind of uh, where it was going. And it kind of just brought back memories to me from from our childhood and, and, and collecting cards that, you know, we mentioned earlier in the episode and how valuable are those cards. They're as valuable as – as somebody's willing to pay, you know, just like your house, like I said earlier. So I just uh, was thinking, kind of taking myself back to my childhood and remembering all those cards that you had that I'm fairly certain were purchased for like for us, you know, as we, when we were kids. And oh, you say they, they bought cards for the boys, you know, so <laughs> I really feel like and it's dual ownership. I, I, I really feel like that at least one of those Jerry Ross cards, at least one of them should probably be in my closet because <laughs> of all the all the pain and suffering that I had to endure of being your little brother, number one. But number two, I know you didn't purchase them with your own money. So <laughs> number three, I really, really believe that those were purchased for the boys, not just the boy. So, you know, I just had that thought as we were discussing these things tonight. And, and I really look forward to you uh, sending me my Jerry Rice card and me being able to hold on to a little piece of my childhood. Well, I'll tell you what, just like NFTs, they're only as valuable as what someone will pay for them, right? So if you find us a buyer... I'll, I'll, I'll give you one of those. Cards. Oh, so you'll give me a commission on the sale. Is that what <laughs> yeah. you're saying? A kickback. A kickback. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I got to sell them for you. That's right. They bought them for us, and now you want me to sell them. That's the advantage of owning like, cards. Just like growing up with you. Take me to Taco Bell. Make me order when I'm 12 years old. <laughs> Unbelievable. Some things never change. No, but I thought it was a, a great uh, – that's a great of place. It made me think back to all that collecting. But it, it's no different than NFTs. You know, people – you know, we talked about NFTs in the beginning, not having any idea or understanding. But you can make NFTs out of artwork. You can make NFTs out of a basketball clip of someone dunking like, like we talked about. You can make so, – Screenshot of your computer. So there, you know, but there is, there are NFTs that are true art, you know, from artists. And we hope to have possibly someone on the next episode as a follow-up. Yeah. It'd be a great thing to to follow up with of somebody that's actually out there making money off NFTs with artwork. So, you know, maybe that's a little tease for our audience, but look forward to next week. 
Yep, yep. And uh, just to point out, you know, when we asked Heather the importance of community behind the NFTs, I think that's an important part of the space and uh, a lot more to learn there. I guess I'll end it like I always do. Till next time. Peace. I'm up in the mountains again. I'm getting lighter. The air's getting thin. Now I'm facing down with a grin. I've been in the city too long Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs Now I'm back up where I belong In the mountains